a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to me. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, the road show continues. The, the tour of America as I come to you over the next several weeks from cities all over this great land. This week, Nicole Austin, Texas. Woohoo! Uh, I think Austin's like stay weird or keep weird or <laughs> that's like a, that's like their slogan, right? Their slogan. That's awesome. Everything's weird. I don't know. Anyway, I'm here. I'm on the 23rd floor of a hotel, and I'm gonna go run after uh, we record today's show. Oh man, I, I gotta say I got a run in yesterday for really the first time this spring, and yeah. oh, she was a doozy. It felt good to be back out there, but let me what tell you, say you and I race. Oh, 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 that could be really interesting. Uh, that That's what people say when they're not interested in something. Today on the show, Nicole, <laughs> we're going to deal with emails. Where it's gonna, Actually, it's going to be pretty interesting today, and I, I, I don't say that with shock. Uh, but I today's don't... episode, we're going to call it the Maybe Pete is an Idiot edition of the show. Oh. You just never know. You just never Oh, by the way, it's a little housekeeping. Yeah. Housekeeping. Hello. A little housekeeping for you here since we're in a hotel room today. Or I'm in a hotel room. This got weird. All right, let me continue. <sighs> Anyways. You're back at the studio, of course, in yep. Indiana. Um, don't call our office. Like, I mean, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, man, I really like him. Or I, I don't like him. I don't care your feelings. Just don't call my office. No yeah, offense. Don't like, call this show's us. not about you calling my office. I don't want you to like, hey, be my advisor. First of all, we don't do that. Second of all, if you call, if you're calling to tell me you disagree with me, just don't do that either. Just email me. That's what it's for. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com or just do it in public on Twitter at PeteThePlanner. But don't call my good people who are just working and tell me I'm misinforming the public. We know that. Everyone knows that. I'm a, I'm a dummy. We know that no one knows. Also, it never gets easier to have to tell someone that you no longer do, you know, personal one-on-ones or any personal planning anymore. That never gets any easier. So, yeah, don't, don't call us. Don't call us, and we won't call you. All right, so let's do, we're going to start here. It's sort of a weird place to start. <laughs> now, what do you want to do first, Nicole? Do you want to do a two-parter that'll take two segments, or do you want to do the one-parter, which will take one segment? Because we, you know, what do you want to do? Let's do the two-parter first, and then do the one-parter before our last segment. Okay, so i got to rewind a little bit. Okay. A couple weeks ago, I did a column, uh, and I'm going to have to do a lot of reading here so to catch everybody up in an efficient manner. It's from a, a reader named Vic. So this was my USA Today column. Appears in a lot of other Gannett papers too. Blah, 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 blah. Dear Pete, is it ever smart to cash out a 401k early? I have around $120,000 in a 401k. If I cash out, I would guess after penalties, I would get $70,000 or so. Then I could bank the $70,000 and not worry about losing money. I know about inflation and I would lose all the compounding gains. I'm 55, kind of like kind of feel like investing is gambling, it would feel better to secure the cash now. Worst case scenario, when a person is 63 or so, if the market st- uh, stumbled to record losses, a person couldn't afford to retire and would have to work several years to recoup losses in that scenario. Then you'd be 70 just to get back to work to, uh, to 
just to get back to what you had at 63. Sorry. I know historically about the 7 to 9% annual stock market gains, but life uh, is too short, right? Shouldn't I just keep what I have and what I've earned? So uh, that's from Vic. I don't remember where Vic's from. Thanks, okay, Vic. so Nicole, any initial thoughts here? Well, I don't blame Vic for not not like for not knowing what to do. Because he he's can't, not feeling it. You know? No, he's not. <sighs> so there's this is a. I, I don't. It's hard to explain this. I'm going to give you some of the backstory of why I answered the way I did. Okay. So when you're a financial advisor and you see the scenario and your your main goal isn't to sell the person an insurance product, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but typically what you would do is you might try to convince Vic that his fears are misplaced, yeah. that they're unfounded, that the history of the stock market and you use a bunch of statistics to suggest that statistically he's probably wrong. And, and, and to be honest with you, Nicole, statistically, He's probably wrong, <laughs> but here's here's the problem with that. And, and frankly, I think this is the sort of stuff is the reason I stopped uh, investing people's money back in 2012. Yeah, because that's my job. That's what I know. I know that what he's talking about is probably a bad idea to 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 get out of it. Um, and so what I should tell him or what, what you know, you're trained to tell him is to say, you know what, you can definitely lower your risk tolerance, but you need to stay invested so you can, you can grow your money because if you don't grow your money, inflation will take advantage of you. And by the way, through the stock market suggests that you're wrong and you'll be fine over the next 12 years or so. Okay. So that's what, that's what you're supposed to say. That's what you're supposed to say. But here's the problem. Number one, to try to give that advice to someone in a newspaper column in 800 words is harder than you think. I believe right? it. Yeah. 800 words is not as much as people think it is. Not as much as I talk. Mm-mm. You have to, there's so many disclaimers. There's so many hedges you have to put in there. Uh, and so, you know, he's got some other options. He, he could go the insurance product route. And I, I reference that from time to time here on this show, Nicole. I don't know if you know or don't know what that means. But essentially, when you take your investments and you put them into an insurance product, you're essentially buying insurance mm-hmm. on your investments. Oh. Okay, so an, an annuity. Yes. Yeah, you heard the term yes, annuity. Yes, yes, We've yes. talked about annuities. Yes. An annuity is an insurance product that allows someone to pass the the market risk, if you will, uh-huh. from their investment to the insurance company. In order to do that, your expenses, there are there are fees that, that make that possible. Now, there's a lot to know about that. That's a whole different I know, I year say, of episodes. I was like, right off the bat, I don't know how I feel about that. It's it's it, in the investment world, it, it's poo-pooed, if you will, by a, a lot of the fee-based financial advisors out there. Yeah, uh, insurance folks love it because annuities just happen to be really high commission-paying products. But I'll say that doesn't mean they're bad for you. It just means people who sell annuities make a heck of a lot of money, right? Because yeah. they, they make a lot of money from the insurance company. That's neither here nor there. Anyways. So here's the direction I took with Vic <laughs> in this email. And I, I'm actually going to read the first two paragraphs because I, I can't summarize it better than I actually wrote it when I had time to think about it. Hey, there you go. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you the number of readers who are nodding their heads right now because they have the exact same question, Vic. But to be fair, there might be an equal number of folks screaming, no, into their newspaper. Well, I've got good news. Both groups will be satisfied here shortly. 
I'll lay out your choices for you, but I'm going to try to avoid the if I were you garbage. You already know you probably shouldn't withdraw your money from your 401k right now. And oddly enough, I'm not going to try to talk you out of it just because I wouldn't do it. Instead, let's focus on getting you what you want, capital preservation. Okay, so Nicole, anytime you get an investment question, yeah. the first thing a professional investment person does is they try to figure out what is the technical objective. The okay. technical objective. And there are a few technical objectives. There's growth. There's income. There's uh, tax avoidance in, mm -hmm. in a good way or in a, in a, in a uh, legal way. Yes. And then there's capital mm -hmm. preservation. So what Vic is saying is, how do I keep the money I have? Fancy word for that, Frankie, is yeah. uh, capital preservation. Oh, that's a fancy little little duo word that for. It is. It's pretty good. It's nice. So, but, so, so he, that's all he cares about is keeping his money. So what I decided to do Don't with this him. column is to say, I'm not going to try to talk him out of this. I'm just going to tell him how to do capital preservation better than he had planned on doing capital preservation. So I like here's that. how he planned on doing it. He planned on just cashing the whole thing out, having taxes and penalties, and losing uh, $36,000 in tax and penalty. That was his plan. Mm. By the way, he was comfortable with that. He, this man <laughs> was comfortable losing... $36,000. Why? I, because how do you, how do you he wants capital preservation. It's a bad idea. I just think about all the things you could buy with $36,000, and how do you be okay with that? <laughs> so again, as a former financial advisor and as someone who still talks about finances on a minutely basis, <laughs> um, <laughs> I decided to get him what he wanted, which is capital preservation, without losing $36,000. So my solution, ah. which I laid out in the column, is how to accomplish what he wants to accomplish without losing $36,000. And so it's a pretty simple answer, really. It's instead of selling, getting out of your 401k, just move the money that are in the investments in the 401k mm -hmm. into the money market account that is also within the 401k, which is essentially a, a cash vehicle within the plan. So do you see, oh, Nicole, what yeah. we did is we just didn't create a tax event. We, we got him away from volatility, which he's afraid of, which I don't think he should have done, but but that wasn't the point of the column. And that's where we are. Oh, Pete, I really like that. Oh, oh. you did. Oh. After the break, Robert uh, weighed in on an email this morning, uh, 10 o'clock or so, got the email. And, and Nicole, you know how infrequently I email back people criticizing me. Yeah. I actually emailed back Robert today. <gasps> oh, this is... And I will read you both of those emails. After the break. How about that for a tease? That was a good tease, Pete. Remind me to tell you, uh, two things happened on the plane on the way out here today, and I will tell you both of those as well after the break. This is going to be the longest break of everyone's life. <laughs> I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Pete the Planner Show. Stop what you're doing! Log on! And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner! Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revenge the camp again. Put down the stamp. Back on the Pete the Planner show. 
you know, Nicole, we're coming off possibly the best tease in the last 10 years I've ever done. Yeah, that was like a double tease. It's a double tease. That's what they call it in the biz, a DT. Oh, that's very official. I don't think it is. I never went to school for this junk. Hey, okay, so (laughs) on the flight, on the way out here, I had to fly into, I mean, oh, by the way, I'm on the road again this week, guys. Where have we been? We were Pasadena two weeks ago. Where did we do it from last week, Atlanta? Yeah, we were in Buckhead last week. Uh, and then uh, Austin this week. You know, Frank, I think next Wednesday when I'm back in town for about 12 hours, let's yeah. just do it from, from home. Oh, okay. That sounds nice. I think that's the plan. All right. Uh, oh, so anyway, on the flight out here, I had to fly through Houston. Okay. Flight out. Woman sitting next to me. Pulls out her laptop. You know, I always pull out my laptop, too, because yeah. that way I don't look approachable. Some pull out a laptop, some pull out bag pizza, but, you know. Oh, my God. That's a great story, too. Woman starts working on her laptop. I look over because I'm really nosy. And you're in somewhat close proximity. Yeah, I mean, we're both like uh, T-Rex arming our keyboards. <laughs> like the moment we had to That's share. That's a great visual. I look over. She's, she's working on her personal budget. <gasps> oh. So, of course, I'm a narcissist. Yeah, so yeah. my first thought is... Oh, she's doing this because she's sitting next to Pete the Planner, right? I mean, that's the natural <laughs> thought if you're me, right? Absolutely. You're Pete the Planner. Or there's a 99% chance that that's not the case. <laughs> and she was just working on her budget. She's just working on a budget. So, so that was the first flight. There's no end to that story. Oh, oh that was the story. <laughs> I, I, I didn't turn to her and go, can I help you? I was going to mansplain this woman's budget to her. You should have slid her an ideal, like, just slid her a link. To the ideal yeah. household budget. Go at clickpetetheplanner.com. Right <laughs> Put it on a jump drive and just left Fly it on top. By. That um, would have been funny. Second flight, which is like a 20-minute flight from Houston to Austin. So like a guy seat. next to me in the middle seat. On we're on the runway. Our car, our car, our plane is starting to accelerate so it can lift into the air. I don't know if you know about the physics. Yeah, I've heard about it once or twice. As this is happening, he starts doing the sign of the cross (laughs) very quickly. And and, and then he says in a much louder voice than I'm comfortable with, Jesus Christ be with me. Oh, no. And look, I think Jesus Christ is great. Yeah. You know what? He's he's my best friend. But listen. He's rising on Sunday. Yes. 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 It's April Fool's Day. He was like, I'm dead. No, I'm not. Psych. April Fool's. Oh, that's such a timely April Fool's joke, too. Jesus wins the best April Fool's prank. Ever. Ever. And so this guy is praying to Jesus <laughs> right when we're about to fly. And I'm thinking, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and then I started thinking on the whole, it's only a 20-minute flight, so yeah. my mind wandered the whole time. What if Jesus and the God are really mad at someone on that flight and they're trying to prove a point? And I'm on that flight. I'm like, uh. hey, I'm fine. I'm good with the Jesus right now. And they're like, let's 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 put this puppy down into a, a crick or whatever. And I'm on the plane. That's no good, right? No, because then you automatically become a part of whatever they're trying to prove. Yeah. Somebody else learned a lesson. And my family learns a lesson, too. So I, that, I don't think that's how religion works. All right, moving on. Oh. So if you joined us in the last segment, I gave really good advice in USA Today. And then Robert emailed me this morning. And his here's his email. Dear Pete, I was mortified by your advice to Vic. The guy who was willing to leave behind $70,000 to obtain the safety of being in cash. You basically advised him to move his money into a money market account. This was a guy who was 55 years old. If he makes 75000 and Social Security gives him 35000 for a while anyway, he's going to need at least 15000 from his savings each year. 
To generate that, he'll need about 200,000, assuming he'll only live to about 80, and that inflation remains low. Just so you know, if you're, by the way, this is me breaking out of that email for a second. Most of the assumptions that guy just made there are incorrect. I was going to say, I love, oh, everyone's a financial planner nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, and then he goes back to the email. To me, oh. you have sabotaged this man's life and retirement. <laughs> he will likely have to work well past the age of 65 and will likely end up unnecessarily impoverished. Oh. This is most especially the case when considering that health insurance is largely migrating to high deductible disaster coverage. This man should have been encouraged to protect some of his money, yes. The standard advice is your age and bonds. I do agree bonds don't really make sense right now, so yes, he should put a chunk of his money into a safe investment. CDs within an IRA might have made sense since he'd get at least some offset against inflation. Doesn't even make sense. But the rest of the money needs to be invested, and he needs to continue investing as much as he can afford to into a 401k or IRA for the next 10 years. He needs growth both before and after retirement to stay financially healthy. Your advice encourage him to time minimize the higher risks of insufficient savings and erosion due to inflation. But this guy's got a pretty awesome thesaurus. Yeah, it also does. minimize risks baby boomers face in the Social Security and Medicare systems. I think you did this man a disservice by indulging his fear of investing. <laughs> I am not a mindless devotee of stock market investing, but I do see too many young and low-paid folks who are terrified of the market because of the fear of loss. Any hope of a halfway decent retirement is lost, too. Sincerely, Robert. Well, Robert, can we call you... Oh, I don't you need this in my life. Bob or Bobby, but... Um... Wow. I just don't need this. Robert's got a... Got thoughts. He's got a lot of thoughts. Okay, so I have to say, when I was a financial advisor in my first couple years, that's the way I thought, too. Yeah. Well, he needs to be in the market. The market gives you gains. He won't get gains. But, but you know what? That's just not reality. And also, too, it's one of those, if he doesn't want to be in the market anymore, why right. not figure out a way for it to work for him? So, and here we come full circle, do exactly what you did, of giving him the opportunity to still do what he wants, but not have to be in the market if he doesn't want to. You know, very frankly, and I can't believe I'm saying this, this guy should probably be a guy that has like a, an index or a fixed annuity. And that doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot, given our, our conversation in the last segment, but... You know, annuities have their places, and for people that are this fearful, A, you don't want a financial advisor to either stoke your fear or to talk back you off your fear. Yeah. They need to be acknowledged. Um, and so here's my response to Robert. Robert, let me know if this is snooty. I felt like I waited at least 30 seconds before I sent it just to make sure it wasn't snooty. P are I you think ready? you should be frank with, uh, with yeah. Robert, you know? Robert, thanks for your email. As I mentioned in the column, uh, see, that's where it, it seems snooty already, doesn't it? it? Uh, well, it depends how you read it. Yeah. As I mentioned in the column, his risk tolerance is his risk tolerance. As someone who has been doing this for nearly 20 years, can you believe I've been doing this for 20 years? Yeah, jeez. I'm way too good a dancer to believe that. <laughs> uh, I can assure you that trying to talk a person into staying invested in a newspaper column, mind you, in the midst of one of the longest bull runs in history is a really bad idea. 
He expressed his objective, preservation. Any financial advisor who hears that preservation is a priority must protect the capital. I appreciate your perspective, but I stand by my advice. Pete. I think that was, yeah, that was, I, for everything that Robert put on paper for you, I think that that was a very uh, respectful and timely response back. I don't know. He's going to tell me to pound stand. Okay. Okay. So pound sand, (laughs) pound sand, pound stand is different. Okay. Coming up after the break, we're going to hit the, uh, a good question from a 25 year old, a youth, a youth. One of me next live from Austin here on the Pete, the planner show. I am Pete, the planner. Hand on the beat. Yes, sir. Glass house. Yes, sir. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher. ATFU. Naptown. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me every Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Back on the Pete the Planner show, live from Austin, Texas, the capital of Texas. Nicole, is that true? I don't know. Let's find out. Let me Google. I think it is. I think I saw what looked to be a state house oh, uh, uh, driving into Austin today. Um, you know, remember when in elementary school, like my daughter Ollie, she knows all the capitals and stuff. Yeah. Remember when you knew? I see. I just knew the fifty nifty United States. I never knew the states and the capitals. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is Austin the state capital of Texas? Um, How long did it take? Do you bang yes, it? What's it taking is. so long? It is. Okay, good. Nicole, this next, we're doing only emails here today, emails from listeners. If you want to email us, email us, Ask Pete. It's all one word. It's like if my name was Ask Pete <laughs> at PeteThePlanner.com. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. Do not call our office. Look, I can Google our phone number too, but that doesn't mean I call it. Don't call our office. Please don't call not us. Not being rude. Just don't call us. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. You know, Mrs. Planner went to us, uh, went to lunch with us the other day as a group, uh, talking about how people have called her my house before, have tracked me down in the phone book and called my house <laughs> to give comment on things, which, you know. It's creepy, but also if it's nice things, that's cool that they went out of their way to make sure that you knew the nice things that they had to say. Isn't still the bigger creepy. news there that we still have a landline? Oh my God, wait, what? You, do you guys still have a landline? Like still? Bring it up to Mrs. Planner in our next meeting. Oh, is she get? Is she? I can't. No, actually, don't. I don't want to get in trouble. Is she pro the? Hey, if you're listening on the radio right now, here's <laughs> what I definitely don't want you to do: call my landline and ask my wife why we have a landline. <laughs> Please don't Wait, do that. Is she the one who's pro landline? God, that still? sounds like a bad idea. We should almost edit that out. Okay, here we go. This one is from Tanner. You know, he starts with the classic "Hi, Pete. I hope you are well." Do you think if you don't write, I hope you're well, that the chances increase that the person isn't well? And yeah. why do I always write, I hope you're well, in an email? I say, yeah, I find I do that of like, I hope you're well, hope this finds you well. Just kind of like a, hey, sending you good vibes. Don't yeah, know what your day's been like. Thing. I do it too. Uh, newer listener here in Spokane, Washington. Ooh. 
listening to a couple of your podcasts, just a couple. Thanks. Just a couple. I, re I really enjoy the insight that you bring to my wife and myself. We've now started talking about retirement and putting money away from when that day comes. Although we are both only 25 and a long way from retirement, we'd like to start investing and putting money away. Good for you, Tanner. Right, so he goes through a bunch of stuff here, but I want to get to the point. Okay. So he's okay. He works in sales for a great tech company, and I usually hit my metrics. Good oh, and now I've switched to him. Okay, he hits his metrics. He hits. As far as commissions uh, are concerned. Uh, his on-target income is seventy thousand dollars. Nice. Uh, when it gets, uh, here's where it gets tricky. His wife's going into dental school, so they'll be losing her monthly income of roughly twelve hundred dollars per month, and accepting her sixty thousand dollar per year loan for school. Okay. Oh. Don't don't gloss over that. Okay. Two hundred and forty thousand dollars. <gasps> Financial aid is asking us to pay $16,000 a year that the $60,000 does not cover. $76,000 a year to dig in people's mouths. Oh, my God. Okay, let's, let's stop there for a second. My, you know, my uncle was my dentist prior to him passing away, and I really liked my uncle. Here's what I did not like about my uncle. When I'd go to see my uncle when he was at work, he'd put on a rubber glove, and he had really big hands, and he would jam them into my mouth and try to check on my teeth. And for that pleasure, in the modern era, he would have to pay $76,000 to jam a gloved mouth into a ginger's mouth. What do you think about that, Nicole? That's a lot of money and a lot of gloves going in people's mouths. That visual wasn't great, was it? That was interesting. It really. Lie. Let's move on. However, that's so, a lot of money to shove a rubber. So here's what my guy wants to know. He wants to know if they should keep saving money into her Roth IRA now, if possible, or wait until the four years is up. Oh my god. You know. Yeah, I. Mm, it's such a good question, but at the same time, oh. Yeah, so it's so, I mean, he gave a ton of great details. Tanner, I appreciate that, and best of life, l luck. I don't even know the words I use anymore. Uh, to <laughs> doctor your wife. To doc doctor your wife. Um, actually, I guess you're Mr. Her Husband, if you want to get yeah. technical. She's the one with a doctor, doctorate in dentistry. DDS, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Um. Here's what, here's what I did. I decided to make this a delay question, which is to say they're 25 years old. Let's assume, whether we have to make some assumptions here, but let's say they work until they're 67. Yeah. Which is four, two years from now. It's so long. Okay. Oh, it's so long. If they, I know. <laughs> if they put $400 a month away for a Roth IRA for her right now mm -hmm. and kept doing it. Yeah kept doing it and kept doing it just $400 a month and then till age 67 uh, starting today they would have 1.6 million dollars if they waited four years yeah and started putting $400 a month away they would have a half million dollars less oh my gosh yeah so there's a lot working here right I mean that's... A big part of this is obviously the power of compounding and, and you know, you know, the fact that it's 
a half million dollar less is a pretty big number, but it's say, also that's not e- that's not even just like a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars less. Like no, no, oh no, it's actually over a half million. <sighs> Can you believe that? No, I can't. Well, yes, I can, unfortunately, but. So again, let me let me say what doesn't work about what I just did here. Uh, it's the concept I'm trying to illustrate. Whether they can continue to contribute to a Roth when their income is super high, I don't know. You know, yeah, no one knows. Um, they're not going to work until they're 67. It's very unlikely. Uh, one of the good things about being a dentist and paying $76,000 a year to learn how to dig into people's mouths is that you're going to make a boatload of money. Precisely. You know, I'm going to make a really general comment here that's probably not great (laughs) (laughs) dentists make a lot of money okay so i'm really glad that you have shed light on this and brought this up because that's exactly what i was thinking i was kind of like why would you start kind of doing this now when you know that down the road you're probably gonna be able to catch right back up because yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna take this comment a little bit further Okay. I would put dentists on my list of top five professions that in my dinosaur brain make more money than they should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Mrs. Tanner's wife. And I know you're listening to this. I'm very sorry. And, and you're going to gonna the... stop listening to my podcast. We've just lost two listeners, Nicole. And we probably lost any listeners that we had from the couple dentist's office that we have in the area that our office is. Oh my gosh. Next door, our door office is a dentist. So if they're hearing this broadcast, do you have a speaker on outside? Uh, Yeah, I do actually. I forgot to turn that off. So yeah, I don't know. I have this list. I'm not going to go through the list. You know, pharmacists is on the list too. Pharmacists make a lot of money. They make a lot of scratch. They're also kind of scary smart They're scary smart though. Well, yeah, but, but, they're ca- they're the ones dealing yeah, with our dr- with the drugs though you know I'm, no sense I'm kind of okay if they're making some cash but they have a computer so doesn't the computer just dispense and say what the interactions are at this point I don't know I don't know I know a couple of people who are getting ready to graduate from pharmacy school and have never been so excited before in their lives but make a bunch of scratch yeah anyway let's stop let's stop with the list of people that make too much money. We're digging such a hole. Oh, yeah. We've lost just half our listenership just now. Those two people that aren't going to listen anymore. Thank God our moms still listen. I know, and neither of them are dentists or or pharmacists. My (laughs) mom works at a funeral home, and someone drove their car through her funeral home this week. Oh, my gosh. Is she okay? Is everyone okay? Um, She's fine. She wasn't there, but uh, there was some carnage. All, all the living were okay. Let me just put it that way. Yikes. Yeah, and let's move on. Well, a lot of that this week. A lot of moving on on topics that we shouldn't have addressed. <laughs> that we've just dug into. Okay, let's take a break. Okay, so anyway, Tanner, don't stop, won't stop. Just keep investing. Don't stop. At this point, it doesn't even matter. Just, just don't stop investing. Muscle through it, and it'll make a huge difference in the end. And by the way, you guys are doing a great job. I read through the rest of your email keep it up. I appreciate you listening. You're thinking straight. I don't want to say I was kidding about the dentist thing because I really mean that. However, 
no offense. See, Nicole, as you know, when you say no offense, it solves everything. It solves everything. All right, coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the weekend. Ooh, I have a doozy. A doozy. All that's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Day, living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This lays great errors to rest. Let me remain calm until it all calms down. Enjoying everything that's around. This week's biggest waste of money of the week here on the Pete the Planner Show, live from Austin, Texas. Why do I keep saying I'm live on the road when this whole thing's recorded? <laughs> right. Like, well, we are live right now. There. Okay, so let me just get super creepy right now. I'm looking out my hotel window. I'm on the 23rd floor, and I'm looking right over a rooftop pool where people are sunbathing. <laughs> this is a really creepy <laughs> moment in my existence. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Like, if I wrote, there's like pieces of paper, you know, like to uh, the side of your bed, because hoteliers think uh, that you're gonna just write stuff when you wake up. You know, I'm gonna take a pad of paper and I'm gonna write signs to the lady in the bikini on the rooftop. <laughs> what do you think about that? Or it's like they put it right next to you so you can wake up in the middle of the night and write down whatever incredible idea you had in your dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe tonight I'll wake up and I'm like. Complete the list of jobs that make too much money on next week's show. That's what I'll write tomorrow morning. That's what we'll write. <laughs> All right. So this week's biggest waste of money of the week is going to mix it up a little bit. But, dude, this is an incredible story. Kind of. Kind of. So you know I grew up in the plumbing business. You know this, right? Wait. Yes, I did. Okay. How yes. Yes. So I grew up in the plumbing business. Uh, I used to be an assistant on a plumbing truck from the time I was like 15 through the first part of college. And so I can, I, I know my way around a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that was musical. I know. But I, I know a thing or two. Um, and so our toilet was running this week when I was in... I don't know. I wasn't home. I was somewhere and the toilet was running and, and Mrs. was playing her call and she's like, the toilet won't stop running. And so I said, all right, honey. Honey. I, I, all right, baby. Oh. Take off the tank lid. No. Which sounds like I'm talking sweet to her, but I meant the toilet tank lid. Take off the tank lid. What was that slap in the back? That was me slapping my knee because <laughs> this is about to be a knee slap. <laughs> And uh, I had her look around at the guts of the toilet, and I, uh, you know, I did some diagnosis, and I noticed that uh, I needed a part. So on the way home from an airport, which I don't even remember, I stopped at the store and I got a dollar and seventy-eight cent part. 
Oh, you big spender. I went to the bathroom, not not to do business, but to fix stuff. You fix stuff. Pulled off the tank lid, drained the tank, turned off the water, put the dollar and seventy eight cent part on. Did you? And it was done. Day? Like forty seconds of of repair. Forty whole seconds and less than two dollars. Probably saved us a hundred bucks. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one. Oh my gosh. There's so much money in that whole industry and all of those different service industries. So here's the waste of money that I'm going to, I'm going to prevent from other people. If you have something like that and you don't go to YouTube and you don't type, how do I, whatever just happened that you don't want to have happen. You're dumb. Again, don't because, call us just because yeah. you have plumbing expertise. Don't call us. <laughs> right. I mean, look, what am I, I'm, here's the funny part. One of my good friends, Jack Hope from Hope Plumbing. This is not a commercial, but I love Jack Hope. He's a great man. I'm currently wear, running, wearing in my hotel room, and this is where it's getting creepy because I'm talking about, what are you wearing? What I'm wearing, wearing a Hope Plumbing shirt <laughs> right now as I prepare to go work out after the show. I love the universe. It is such a weird thing. It is. It's so weird. It's so great most of the time. But yeah. wow, it's weird. So there it is. The biggest waste of money of the week is if you have a small issue in your home, like your vacuum stops working and you have a Dyson and you Google that problem and you get to YouTube and YouTube says, oh, you order this part off of Amazon for $6. You switch it out. It takes you 10 minutes and it prevents you from having to buy a new vacuum. Voila. You guys do that? I mean, you and your, your man friend, you guys uh, do you like Google home repair things? Oh, yeah. All the time. We put it up on the big TV. It's like they're right oh, there with us. I don't do us. that. I just use my phone. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, is he handy? Yeah, he's pretty handy. Is he? Yeah. I'd love to see his, that. His dad's pretty handy. Oh, yeah. Well, so of because of that. Handy. I just don't see it. In... And my dad's an engineer. So... Oh, yeah. So you got that brain. So you got daughter of the engineer. Proud daughter of the engineer. Hey, so uh, my daughter had a gymnastics meet this weekend, the state meet, in which she did not move on. It's all right. It's all right. And, you know, if you've been to one gymnastics meet, you've been to them all. And given that I we used to go to them all the time when I was a little kid because my sister's in gymnastics, I've been to more than I've ever wanted to go to. And oftentimes what happens during the floor routines, as you probably know, is the music comes on and the girl flips around a little bit. And then that happens 700 more times during that day because there's a lot of girls that need to dance around. And usually it's like the Pink Panthers, the music, or like, Charleston, like just some terrible music, Wait, right? Pink Panther is is so true. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. I can't tell you how many tap routines I've watched to that at competition, oh, at dance competitions. Oh yeah. So Mrs. Planner and I are sitting there in the stands, and all of a sudden, Beyonce's "Crazy" comes on, and and our heads just whip to the floor because we're not even paying attention at this point. Like we're comatose with boredom, but boredom. And she, she was like, I don't know what this girl's thinking, but this better be good. Because you can't have Beyonce as your floor music and be bad at this. You know? You know, that's like one of those, if you set yourself up to dance to Beyonce, you better hold up your end to that as well. So this eight-year-old girl, and actually, I remember her name because she was so, I don't remember her last name. Her first name was Remini. Remini. Possibly the best gymnastics routine I've ever seen in my life. Shouts out to Remini. I hope you know, she won. She won the whole thing. 
and she was going on to some other meet that her parents could have to pay 200 bucks to get her into because that's how that racket works. But that kid, I don't know if floor routines are a skill you can put on LinkedIn, but I would endorse her for it because it was the best floor routine I'd ever seen. You know, Pete, I like to think that maybe one day in years down the road, she'll be one of those kids that we'll have like kind of forgotten about a little bit, but it'll just show Remini. United States of America and we'll be like, oh my gosh, this is the girl that danced to Beyonce when she was eight years old and now she's at the 2032 Olympics. It was incredible. So I know people listen to tune into the show for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're just running errands and they don't want to listen to music and they want to hear what I think about youth gymnastics youth number two i have financial things to say and i ask that you don't call me on monday you know most financial shows really are built around the idea that call us on monday our motto is please don't please ever call don't us don't ever call us no offense email me fine well I mean, we'll, we got a system for that ask pete at petethepunter.com but just don't call all right i'm gonna go run now oh it just started raining Nuts. Oh, it's I'm going to be on a treadmill. All, all right. Well, all is lost. Nicole, I think I'll be back in Indiana with you next week after I'm in California for a week. <laughs> no. It's going to be you, Pete. I have pillow confusion right now. I don't blame you. I would, too. I don't like down pillows. When you get to nice hotels, they always have down pillows. I'm just not head's... down with down. Your you know, they just don't the do me right. Bottom. No. Foam guy. Uh, I feel that. All right, no one cares. All right, for about my pillow preferences. All right, Nicole, thanks for being on the show this week. Hey, always. You want to be on the show? Uh, you can't. But email us at askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's all I have. Send you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Pete the Planner Show. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at petetheplanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. Petetheplanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me E.T. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. and beats I burn, I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? 
Eines der Tag aus Sacred. 